I oftentimes see coaches that program four or five sets because they're just simply unaware that you can get it done in three and they think that more is more. More is not more. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Strong AF X Well Condition Show with your host, Jason Brown, where each week Jason teaches you how to get yourself and your clients brutally strong and, of course, well-conditioned. What's up, everyone? Jason here, king of programming. Welcome to the channel. If it's your first time here, make sure to like, subscribe, comment on today's video. This is one of many programming reviews that I'm doing on my channel. And just a quick little backstory for today. Some of you have commented about the king of programming. A lot of people actually really like that name. To be completely honest with you, I didn't come up with a name. My wife did, and I felt like I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm saying I'm the king of programming. I want to give you guys a little bit of context as to, to know me as a person a little bit better. So my wife came up with a name and put it in my bio one day on Instagram. And funny thing enough, my business coach the next day said, man, I really love the king of programming. And I was like, wait, king of programming? And I looked and it was in my bio and my wife was you know, very adamant on uh, keeping this name. So just wanted to put that out there to give you guys a little bit of context as to who I am. But King of Programming is something for me that was not my invention, but it has stuck. So here we are reviewing programming. And I like to think that programming is the secret sauce for myself. I've been writing programs since I was a very young coach in my early 20s. I am now 40 years of age and take programming very, very seriously. Programming is the thing to get clients better results as we know, but it is your product. If you are a coach, take your program writing very seriously. Master the fundamentals and get people to not only get better results, but to be in your pipeline for a very long time. I'm a coach that likes keeping the same clients for years and not about just having people short term. So if you're here and you're looking for information about programming, you're in the right place. If you're looking for programs that you can do for the rest of your life as the rest of your last training program, you're also in the right place. Today we are reviewing a program that I got a lot of requests for. It is JTM Fit and we're going through the program on the app today and I wanna you know, start these videos, all of these videos by giving you guys a little bit of background as to what I'm looking at. So what I tend to see with programs these days is that People just throw, they take everything and they just throw it into one program. And when people see that, a lot of times people that don't have any background or don't have really any context as to what makes up a good program, they think, wow, I'm sore, I'm winded, I'm sweating, I'm dying, it must be a good program, right? Or the guy writing that program, the guy or girl writing it is in really great shape. They've got six pack abs, you know, glutes, everything that you would think of when you think of someone that is really in shape and embodies just the healthy persona, if you will. That, unfortunately, is not the criteria criteria for writing a good program. What the criteria is, is basics, very basic things, things that are not sexy, things that don't get cl clicks on social media, sets, reps, and rest intervals. Programming the right movements with the right sets, reps, and rest intervals is key. If you program back squats and you're constantly doing three sets of 20, guess what? There's going to be some breakdown. There's going to be some risk of injury that you can easily avoid by just subbing in a different movement with that type of scheme. Now, on the other end of it, we look at things like order of the session, exercise order. So I went over one of the programs, which I you guys have probably seen, but if you haven't, check it out. It is Nick Bear 1.0 hybrid, just a hodgepodge of sh that program is. Asking people to do hundreds of reps of abdominal work before they squat, deadlift, and press. I don't know about you, but if I do hundreds of reps of anything before the main meet of a session, 
I don't know how that would go. And I don't think you need an exercise science degree to be able to answer that question. So those are things I'm looking at. How is the session ordered? Then we look at things like what are what is being asked of people? Is the volume in alignment with the type of people that are using the program? Or maybe if we don't actually know specifically who's using the program, we need to make sure that we have a volume for specific patterns that make sense, right? Some of the things I'm gonna talk about today in this program, I've glanced at it briefly, don't make sense. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's check out this program. So this program is made up of six sessions per week. They're not all strength training sessions, but there is six sessions per week. There is conditioning in this programming, which we are going to go over and I'm gonna give you my two cents on it. So day one, Monday, we are looking at a full body day. This is made up of a warm up, which I like that he's got a warm up that is uh, very concise and detailed and it tells people exactly what they should be doing. The warm up seems to make some sense to me at least, but I think again, I'm not here to nitpick warm ups. I'm here to show you what the programming is. We have essentially what seven, eight exercises that consist of kettlebell thruster, a chin up, suitcase deadlift, some push-ups, some side lunges, and then some core work, okay? So full body day, is it a full body day? Do we have a squat, hinge, press, pull, and some core work or a carry? Yes, we do. However, the rep schemes don't make sense to me. For instance, chin-ups, we're doing four sets of 15 reps. For you guys watching, 60 total reps of a chin-up is a lot of volume for anyone. I don't care what your level of fitness is, even elite level CrossFit athletes doing strict chin-ups for that type of volume is going to be very high. A better rep scheme for the chin-up pattern would be something like four by six, so 24 total reps, five by five, 25 total reps. On the high end, 30 reps. Now, is this a one size fits? No, but generally speaking, a program delivered to the masses, any of my programs, you look at any of my training subscriptions, you are going to see something around that volume range for something like a pull up or a chin up, okay? So he's asking you to do a fair amount of volume there. He's got some patterns in here. Kettlebell thruster is a movement that works well. It's a globally demanding movement, works well in a conditioning setting because it's working a lot of musculature, but as a strength piece, it's not something I would program. I would program a squat and a press as two patterns, okay? So if I was to look at this session and just say, okay, like at face value, it's full body, yes. However, what I would do is if I was him is I would do a front squat or any squat variation for my first and I would do it for something like five by five in the heavy range. Chin up, same thing, four sets of six to eight reps. And then, you know, we can do our hip hinge work with our suitcase Dallas. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And then he's got some side lunging and some core work. Again, so this overall, this session is kind of lackluster, a lot of fluff, too much volume, rest intervals are there, 90 seconds, 90 seconds, uh, four sets of 12 for a thruster and resting 90 seconds, you're gonna be hard pressed to actually push that the way you would because the rest interval is not long enough. So there's really a lot to be desired here, but I will say I do like that he has a cool down and he has a warm up. And that's kind of where it ends for me. All right, so let's look at day two. We've got an upper body push pull. So keep in mind, we did a full body day on Monday. This is gonna make sense in a minute as to the logic of going from a full body day to an upper body push pull. So for our upper body push pull, we've got a warm up and a cool down. Again, I like that, that's a, that's a check in my book. We've got barbell bench press, four sets of eight, dumbbell bent over rows, four sets of eight, uh, dumbbell single, or excuse me, dumbbell single arm bench press, four sets of eight. Looks like it's four sets of eight across the board. And then we end with pull-ups and push-ups to failure. So going from 60 total reps of chin-ups on Monday to failure reps of pull-ups on Tuesday. Kind of imagine how that would play out. Someone that's relatively strong that's doing 60 total reps on Monday. Yes, chin-up, supinated grip. We're gonna get more higher degree of biceps involvement as opposed to a chin-up, or excuse me, a pull-up's gonna be more upper back, but we've already got key musculature that is already pretty stressed out from day one. So in my mind, trying to structure a full body day and then an upper body pull day, 
Could we do it? Yes. But in my mind, the better option would be to spread this out a little bit more, okay? And and again, separate those days a little bit so there's not a lot of, of basically overlap between mo movement patterns that we've done. Now, if I look at the movement patterns and I look at the rest intervals, the rest intervals are, are really off. Barbell bench press for heavy sets of eight. 90 seconds rest is not long enough. We could certainly go as high as three minutes rest with that. I do like the amount of rowing work that he's got here, but I do think that the overall structure of this session, if I was to just like take this session just by itself in isolation and try to make it better, I would do barbell bench press and maybe I would build to a heavy eight over the course of four sets and I would rest two to three minutes between sets. I would superset those dumbbell bent over rows with my with my single arm dumbbell bench press. Four sets of eight, I'd probably go a little bit higher, probably the, the 10 to 12 rep range, and I would go with three sets. I know a novel idea to go with less volume, who would think? But if you put maximal intent in to those sets, you can get what you need out of three sets. And again, this program is delivered to the masses, thousands of people, right? I don't know who's using this, so I have to be more general and less specific and by keeping the volume a little bit lower and telling people to put maximal effort into three sets versus four, you get a lot of people that just do junk volume. This program is laced with junk volume everywhere. Um, I oftentimes see coaches that program four or five sets because they're just simply unaware that you can get it done in three and they think that more is more. More is not more. I'm so tired of people thinking more is more. Quality over quantity, guys. Every single time wins. Exercise order with this, asking uh, someone to do failure pull-ups at the end. Could you do it? Yes. Is it the best way? No. And I wouldn't do it in this particular scenario considering I'm already pre-fatigued from day one. All right. So that's day two. So let's exit this workout and let's go to day three, which I believe is a conditioning day, conditioning, cardio, cardio and mobility and core. So we've got three rounds of jump rope, down dog, toe ch touchers, you know, basically got some general movement here and a forearm plank. All right. Is this cardio? So we've got a total of three, four, four, five, six, seven, about nine minutes per round. So 27 minutes of work. You're gonna have a very, very, the heart is gonna spike all over the place with this type of work. Jump rope, it could be very low. And then we're doing some static stuff, forearm plank. Not really optimal for cardio. If we're looking at aerobic capacity, we're looking at trying to improve the aerobic system. One, you're gonna need longer duration. Two, you're gonna need things that are very sustainable and keep the heart rate more consistent across longer durations. And you know, I don't think I have anything really wrong with this but there are better things that we could be doing with our time. Now, if someone wanted to do some active mobility, yoga style stuff, you certainly could, but make that part of the session as its own thing. Do 30 to 40 minutes of steady state, zone two style conditioning work, aerobic conditioning work, and then end with some basic general movement. You know, again, some of this stuff here I have no problem with, but I think that the intent of that being more cardio, eh, there's better ways to do it. And that's, that's again, my, my feedback on that. All right, so let's exit the workout. Let's check out day two, Thursday, the functional method. I mean, I've said in a few videos that people be, have become masters at just the marketing piece and they suck at programming. Get better at programming. Marketing is its own language, I get it. And I know people are really great at that, much better than I am. But you could have all the great keywords, the buzzwords that you want. If your program sucks, your program sucks. So we're gonna get to whether or not I think this program sucks. But day four, we have, it doesn't really say, oh, so this is a lower body day. I didn't, I actually missed that. So lower body centric day. We did a upper push pull on Tuesday. We've got box jumps, five sets of four. He's actually got a longer rest interval here. I mean, which to me makes more sense. You could certainly keep, keep that rest interval actually a little bit lower. He's got two minute rest 
for a barbell back squat, four set of eight. Barbell deadlift, four sets of eight with two minutes rest, back rack lunge, dumbbell RDL, dumbbell squat jumps, 50 reps, and then some core work. So I don't think this is particularly a bad day of training. I think that we could really get it done a little bit better though. And here's how I would do it. I would start with a box jump. I think it's a great way to potentiate the nervous system and get someone ready for the training of the day. I would go with a lower scheme though. So it's 20 total reps. I would go with six sets of three instead of five or four sets of five or, or eight sets of three, 24 total reps, which is a good rep scheme. Three reps is a good scheme to keep people in to really be maximal with their intent jumping high and not pre being fatigued in a way where it's going to tap into more strength endurance. We want those to be more power based movements and, and have someone be able to, to execute those with just maximal intent. So I would keep the scheme lower and I would also bring the rest interval probably down to 60 to 90 seconds, you know, and depending on, on what the parameters are, but it looks like it's just, it's just doing kind of a, a cross sets where you're doing the same height. So I would again, change that barbell back squat. I would build to a heavy load or maybe do some speed work. Four sets of eight isn't super descriptive. I don't really know what that means. He doesn't say what to do, and he doesn't say what to do with any of these things. So four sets of eight could mean a lot of things. It could mean we build in weight. It could mean one weight across all sets. It could be you know, speed work for that rep range probably wouldn't make sense, but to be clear and be concise with what we're asking for is very important. Do you want, how many reps in the tank do you want? What type of percentage are we looking at? What type of intent is it? All those things matter. So that's what I would do there. Barbell deadlift I would probably remove and I would replace that with an RDL. So I would go box jump, back squat, RDL. He's got dumbbell RDL, so we've got deadlift on deadlift. We don't really need it, we can do a lot and we were already gonna be pre-fatigued from doing heavy back squats. So an RDL would be a better top range or top down movement pattern to really train the posterior chain. Back barbell back rack lunges, I would probably go with a different lunge variation just because we've already loaded the spine quite a bit. So it'd probably be more like something like a dumbbell lunge, you know, with dumbbells by your side. Jump squats at the end, again, plyo-based movements. Um, and he's using it for more, just again, more hypertrophy. I would probably go with a different variation like a goblet or hamburger squat altogether. And then I think that the core work hollow rocks is, is fine. So overall, this is probably the best day I've seen out of the week, but still needs some tweaks. If you want this to be a legitimate, solid training session, there would need some things to be cleaned up. But keep in mind where this is put in this program and how this looks in the whole week view. We're not looking at just one day, we're looking at the whole week view, and that's what we need to always consider here. Okay, so let's look at Friday. Friday, we have conditioning. So let's just back up. We've got an up, a full body day. We've got an upper push pull. We've got kind of a filler day with some cardio, you know, kind of flow based movement day on Wednesday. We've got a lower body day on Thursday. We've got a conditioning day on Friday. And this is kettlebell complexes, which I absolutely love. Eight rounds of five reps per movement. Swing, thruster, which we've already done thruster. Keep in mind on Monday, burpee, high pull, and I don't really have anything wrong with this. He's got some tuck hold work for some core. There's nothing particularly wrong with this day as far as what it is, okay? So I don't have a, a ton of nitpick on that, but we're gonna talk about how this fits in within the week, and I think some of this stuff might make more sense. And then we've got another core mobility cardio day, if you will, and it looks very similar to that Wednesday. Actually, I think it's the same day, except on the other day we had jumping rope. This day he's got using the rower. So this program itself is made up of a lot of volume, I would say that the structure of it could be significantly better. If we're gonna do an, a lower body day, an upper push pull, you know, the full body day does fit into there somewhat, but the exercise selection is, in my opinion, off. And then doing chin-ups and pull-ups of that volume on back-to-back -back days is off. There is no real aerobic conditioning. We've got complexes, we've got 
Again, some filler work, which isn't really long enough to make the impact that we want it to. So in my mind, this program is definitely not the worst I've seen, but it does need some work. And I think that uh, there are much better options on the internet to date. So with that said, I'm gonna give this programming a stamp of disapproval and I'll see you guys on the next video. This was another episode of Strong AF X Well Conditioned Show. Tune in every Wednesday for new episodes. And be sure to subscribe on all podcast platforms. 